0: Hello, welcome to this podcast on UK financial services enforcement. I'm Sharon Grennan, a K lawyer here at Freshfields, and I'm joined by Tom Clark, one of the partners in the financial institutions disputes practice. 2020 was an unusual year for obvious reasons. What impact did that have on enforcement?
1: Thanks, Sharon. Um, Well, COVID 19 may have stopped many things in 2020, but it didn't stop the FCA from issuing fines. But that's not to say that it didn't have any impact, though. There were fewer enforcement actions resulting in fines than in the previous three years, and financial penalties were down from about 390 million in 2019 to 192.6 million in 2020. This probably reflects at least in part the disruption that was experienced, particularly at the start of the first UK lockdown, um, with most of the notable enforcement outcomes being published from about June onwards. And there was also, of course, lots to be done to prepare for the end of the Brexit transition. One point particularly to draw out that, that stood out to me was that there was only one individual who faced a financial penalty, and that was for market abuse. And that's fewer than in recent years, despite the implementation of the senior managers and certification regime. So you know, even if you take the disruption into account, that's a surprisingly no number, I think.
0: Moving on to talk about enforcement in particular areas, there seems to have been a focus on fair treatment of customers, which is particularly pertinent in the light of the economic impact of covid Would you agree with that Tom?
1: Yes I would. Um, This area has long been a focus of the FCA of course um, and we've seen three fines in 2020 where the FCA found breaches of high-level principles in this area albeit that the circumstances themselves predated the pandemic. An important feature of these cases is, is that they all involve the firms in question making redress payments to customers In a further illustration, I think, of the importance the FCA places on remediation. So to take one example, um, in one case, the bank received a penalty of £64 million, but the redress payable to customers was around £300 million. We also saw enforcement actions in the areas of pension switching advice and management of investment funds, and another decision against a firm which hadn't put in place adequate measures to protect client assets.
0: The FCA has made a point of warning customers about the increased risk of scams and fraud during the pandemic and continues to tackle financial crime in that area. But there have also been some substantial penalties against mainstream financial services firms, haven't there, Tom?
1: Yes, that's right. AML controls have been the subject of several enforcement decisions in recent years, and the latest is a 37.8 million financial penalty on a bank for failing to implement improvement in its procedures in the light of FCA warnings and other publicised enforcement actions. We've also seen the FCA and PRA taking action together against a bank arising out of 1MDB. Um, The regulators found the bank failed to take sufficient care in assessing the risks involved in the transactions and in managing allegations of bribery and misconduct. The PRA investigates fewer cases than the FCA, but it's clear from its press release that the PRA views management of financial crime in large transactions as a prudential matter, which it's willing to investigate.
0: And what are the other key themes from wholesale enforcement?
1: So again, in a continuation of a familiar theme, the FCA remains focused on the integrity of markets through disclosure and the prevention of abusive conduct. So to give some examples, um, Aviva was publicly censured for unintentionally publishing a misleading announcement that wrongly gave the impression that some preference shares were to be redeemed at par. This shows the focus that market announcements can attract from the FCA, uh, particularly ones which are accompanied by a share price movement. Conversely, a former CEO was fined nearly £658,000 but for financial hardship for deliberately misleading statements. We've seen market manipulation decisions for spoofing and printing trades. The FCA has access to a significant amount of data and they use this to aid their monitoring of the markets to spot uh, unusual and potentially manipulative behaviour. 2020 ended with the final stage of a criminal insider dealing prosecution of a former compliance officer and that person's friend who traded on the information. So, as I said, continuation of a a familiar theme, cleanliness of the markets being a really big focus for the FCA.
0: And finally, what are your predictions for enforcement this year?
1: This year, I think, has probably taught me not to make predictions for anything anymore. Um, But but if I was to give a view, I would say expect a rise in enforcement activity again this year, now that things have adapted to the new normal, uh, with some of the same themes persisting. So the continuing economic impact of the pandemic means that there'll be continued need for firms to manage interactions with customers in financial difficulty or who are becoming vulnerable. Uh, So conduct in that regard will be scrutinised. Interest rates are likely to remain low with investors seeking out higher returns. So again, the FCA will be on the lookout for mis-selling in addition to pensions advice and the switching cases that it's already looking at. Um, We can also expect to continue emphasis on the importance of financial crime risk management. Finally, the FCA is expected to continue to focus on the proper operation of markets through its surveillance and analytics capabilities, um, amongst other things. There may be more focus on corporate disclosures in light of the financial stress on many sectors at the moment. And the FCA, I think, will be scrutinising conducts during the pandemic carefully, given the potentially greater opportunities for misconduct while people have been working remotely. And there's generally been quite a bit of dislocation uh, and volatility in the markets.
0: Thank you, Tom. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more detailed information, please refer to our blog post and related article on freshfields.com.